Now, before we talk about anything else, we gotta give some love to our sponsor for today's episode, and that is Lumify. Don't you just love when someone looks at you and says, what were you up to last night? Well, no matter how late you were up the night before, Lumify Redness Reliever Eye Drops can help your eyes look more refreshed and awake. Lumify dramatically reduces redness in just one minute to help your eyes look brighter and whiter for up to eight hours. No wonder it has over 6,000 five-star reviews on Amazon. You won't believe your eyes. You know you can trust them, though, because they're made by the eye care experts at Bausch & Lomb, and they're backed by six clinical studies. Eye doctors trust them too. They're the number one recommended redness reliever eye drop. The one and only Lumify is an amazing drop that will have people saying something's different about you in the best way possible. So check out LumifyEyes.com to learn more. That's LumifyEyes.com. Thank you so much to Lumify for sponsoring this week's episode of the podcast. We love you here at Psychobabble. Now back to the gossip. Hi everyone, my name is Tyler Oakley and you are listening to Psychobabble, an unfiltered half hour of gossip sessions, pop culture scrutiny, and stories we've never told in videos. It's not just crazy talk, it's Psychobabble. This week, we are giving you guys some advice. We're telling you how to come out to your parents as a stoner, whether or not you should date a fan, and what to do when you hate the in-laws. Subscribe anywhere you listen to podcasts and join our exclusive Psychobabble community at patreon.com slash psychobabble. If you're not on the Discord, you're only getting half the babble. Hi, Corey. Hey, you. What's up? Hi. Cup? Hey. Just ch- just hanging. Hey, you, my little babe. Chilling with the girls. Are you? you know? Which girls? Am I girls? You're one of the girls. The podcast people are the girls. Yes, they got the girls. <laughs> The dogs are logged out, locked outside the room, so we're oh, good I to go. That. No working. Do they ever hump each other? Willie loves to hump Crouton. Crouton doesn't even, never once has Crouton humped Willie. Mm. But Willie is so short and Crouton is much <laughs> larger. So, like, I don't think anything has ever touched anywhere he's trying to get it to go. <laughs> so. Wow. Any advice on that? <laughs> No, I was, uh, don't know why that's what I was wondering about. I think it was when I went to the dog park with my friend's dog, I was just watching dogs hump each other. And I thought, why do they do that? Well, let me tell you why, why do they, they, do, they that. do that. It's not so much for sex. It's more so to like, try to assert some type of like dominance or just trying to play. Are or, dogs like, dumb? They can be sometimes. They're just roll over. So I think well, you relate. Any advice for me? Um, roll over <laughs> when you're feeling like rolling over. Listen, you do not have to put yourself in a box of if you're Dom or sub. Roll over, Beethoven. You can be submissive and breedable whenever you choose. <gasps> not breedable. <laughs> not breedable. <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to help. Uh, oh, thank you. All right. You're moving, welcome. Yeah, moving <laughs> right along. So today we're doing something that we do all the time, sometimes. Yeah. sometimes. Yeah, pretty, it's a pretty regular thing. I, maybe once pretty, a month. It's, pretty, uh, it's been a while. Once every two months. I, I couldn't tell you the last time we did an advice. Once a quarter. Well, here's what you need to know for anyone mm. new. We are not <laughs> licensed, but we do Licensed give. to what? Like, <laughs> I'm licensed cars. <laughs> to kill. I'm licensed. We are, we are not licensed therapists, but if you want to send us... Um, 
a question and you would like our advice for it, you can do so at psychobabblequestions at gmail.com. We will try to answer them openly and honestly. And um, the the moral of the story is I think we would just we just like talk about what we would do in those situations. We're just your your older sisters looking to help. <laughs> Grandma's got oh grandma's got information for you. <laughs> Does she? <laughs> sure. Um, so a couple things you should know when you send your questions in. Make sure the subject is like eye-catching and relevant to whatever you're trying to like ask us about. Don't be like, click this, it's important. That's not, we're not clicking that. I'm not doing that. No. But um, make the subject, uh, you know, helpful. But then um, the, the, uh, try to be concise in the body. You do not, this, this is not your, this is not your live journal. Okay, baby. (laughs) Just fucking sum it up and get to the point. Ask your question and don't just tell us a story. If there's not a question at the end of it, how dare you? (laughs) This isn't, this is not your Zenga. Okay. Yeah. Well, speaking so. of which, let's just dive right into it and we'll get um, to D and uh, D's email um, question said, how do I tell my mom I'm a stoner? Oh, D says, well, <laughs> I'm 27 and I only started smoking weed a few years ago and on an, a nightly basis for the last year or so. My problem is that in my family, I'm a bit of the golden child. I don't drink, never have. Growing up, I never got into much trouble. I was never a partier, etc. So if my mom and family found out that I'm a frequent weed smoker, they'd probably be pretty shocked. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Um, I feel like it's just a dumb secret at this point, especially since it's fully legal in my state and I have a medical marijuana card. Um, Oh my God. What do you think I should do? You know what? This speaks to me on so many levels. Does it? Do people, do people not know that you smoke weed? No, for, well, for a long time. I mean, I'm, I'm 36 and D is 27 and she says, um, but no, I was very much in that same spot where I was like the good kid and I didn't party in high school. And I was like always home by curfew. And my parents like literally never worried about me and the like say no to drugs commercials really worked on me. So when I did start smoking weed, when I was like living in LA, I was terrified to like tell any of my parents that I, <laughs> which was really dumb because it's like, not like I'm going to get in trouble. <laughs> Wait, did you not start smoking weed until L.A.? Um, So I had done it. Like, I tried it a few times in college and never... Like, it was weird because I never really felt like I got stoned or high or ever felt like it really, like, hit me. Um, And then, yeah, I just kind of would, like, dabble here and there and, like, take a puff and never feel anything. And then once I moved to L.A. was when I got my medical... Um, card before California was legal. And then I, when I lived alone there, that was when I really started to kind of like dabble and find out how beneficial and helpful it was. Mm. Um, if it is legal where you are, if you are a grown adult, if you are, um, if your life is together and it's not like impeding on the things that you're trying to accomplish. Yeah. And like, I think, uh, I, I'm the wrong person to ask because I'm so like, I don't care what my family knows that I yeah. do or don't do. That's why I said, I think it like spoke so much to me because I was in the same boat and now I don't give a frick. Ooh. 
Um, but no, it was like definitely weird that, that they also say like um, they like hide their stuff when their parents come over and that sort of thing. I was the same way when my parents would like visit me here or in LA and now I really don't care. But the last time my dad was here, he uh, like had an edible with us. So I think they've all kind of come around to it. I think um, the brainwashing of the war on drugs has very Bitch. long-lasting effects. So I said it worked on me. But I agree with what you said. Like it's, um, I don't know. It's it's not like I was missing work or <laughs> doing irresponsible things. I was just like getting stoned and watching Survivor. I think even just the framing of like uh, they know me as the good kid, but well, you can still be the good kid and smoke weed. There, it is a. A healthy, well, who am I to say? I don't know. But it is a, of all the vices, if it's, we're even going to call it a vice, uh, of all the indulgences you could pick, it's a pretty um, harmless, peaceful, non-invasive, um, non-aggressive, you rarely do people make poor decisions on it. It's like, we have been taught a lot of things about it that are very false. So, how do you tell your parents that you're a stoner? Um you know what? I would just, I would honestly, I joke with my dad about like, oh, well, when I'm doing crack and when I'm doing, when I'm shooting up my meth. And so then like, by the time they understand that that's a joke, it is a relief to know that I'm just smoking a a weed. (laughs) Don't you think? Smoking a weed. (laughs) Like, I feel like um, making them think that you're much worse and then the reveal of, oh, I'm actually just an angel who smokes some weed sometimes is kind of like the way to do it. If, I think if, if they're actually, going to be upset about anything. That's that's a good way of framing it. I got lucky because my older one of my older brothers like works at a dispensary and he's like all about it. And I don't know. I think once we started actually having conversations about it as a family, he's been like... Um, especially because he has so much knowledge around weed and like products and stuff. Now he like talks to my family about all the stuff that would like help them or like make them less anxious or help stimulate their appetite or any sort of thing like that. So once we start people talking are about afraid, it, it was fine. People are afraid of what they don't know about. And so if your family seems like they are resistant, it's probably because they have not had the experience with weed that would show them what the reality of weed is about. So why don't you just be like, hey, what are you doing Offer Friday night? Your, your mom half of a edible. Why not? Say, do you want a gummy? <laughs> I find that most people who try something within limits and reason yeah. of like weed or something, most of them start to understand that it's not as wild and outrageous as people probably that was my experience i thought i was gonna smoke a weed and murder someone but also you don't need to tell them anything like if it it, you all of your business is not all of everyone else's business at 27 that's t do you do i tell my parents every time i get up to some type of shenanigan that they don't need to know about that's adult oriented no well do they need to know no (laughs) <laughs> They're on a need-to-know basis, and they don't need to know. And they don't need to know. Um, but if it's eating you from the inside that you need to tell your parents that you're a stoner, I guess just tell them. <laughs> but like, it also it also doesn't feel like it's that important to like disclose. I also like what you were saying about like, especially if they're still like the the good kid or the golden child. It's like, yeah, who cares if you're like, oh, I've got a new promotion at work, and I also smoke a bowl every night. <laughs> 
you can also be a bad, like a, a, a not even bad kid, but like a average a silver child. child. Uh, you a could be a silver child, child in the family. It doesn't matter, like a ribbon child. You, yeah. What at what point do you have to keep performing for your family to be a certain standard for them? Like, at what point do you get to just live your own life? And um, so, like, the thought of, like, trying to maintain an image of being the golden child for your family. Baby, you are your own adults. You are your own person. You do not need to be your family unit's something. And if that means doing your own thing or discovering or playing around with your own indulgences, um, I think you should allow yourself that that grace. Have at it. Go hog wild. Well, D. We hope that helps. <laughs> your, your parents are probably more stoners than you think. I know. That's why I said I was like so nervous. And then it's like once I talked to my parents, it's like they both were like, oh, we had tried it in the 70s or whatever. Oh, Jesus. Now, before we talk about anything else, we got to give some love to our sponsor for today's episode. And that is Discover. Are you tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Thank you so much, Discover, for sponsoring this week's episode of the podcast. We love you here at Psychobabble. Now back to the gossip. Now, before we talk about anything else, we got to give some love to our sponsor for today's episode, which is Apartments.com. Apartments.com has more rental listings than anywhere else, so finding the perfect place is easier than ever, and so is finally moving in together. Just the two of you. It's a big step. Lots of new responsibilities, lots of adjustments. Most likely, uh, they'll wake you up at odd hours to go to the bathroom, and you'll most definitely find yourself in trouble coming home late for dinner, and they might even unroll all your toilet paper next time. It's just what happens when you two find a new place together. But you're not doing it because you feel like it. No, you're doing it because you love them. Because they're family. And that's why Apartments.com has more pet-friendly rental listings on the internet. So that you and your furry family can find the perfect new place together. Apartments.com. The place to find a pet-friendly place. Thank you so much, Apartments.com, for sponsoring this week's episode of the podcast. We love you here at Psychobabble. Now back to the gossip. Okay, what's the next question? All right, this one is um, from X. X says, Corey and Tyler, I was recently on a reality TV show in Australia. A really Mm. cute guy who watched me on the show then slid into my DMs and asked me out on a date. The banter is good and he seems really nice. He's also hot, so I'm open to it. 
I'm not against dating a quote-unquote fan. Also, I cringed hard when I said that because I don't see myself as famous. However, I was hoping to get some advice from two fellow washed-up reality TV stars. Have either, <laughs> have either of you ever dated fans? Do you think it's a good idea? Um, and how should I navigate this weird situation? Thanks, guys. X. Um, I think there's a difference between being aware of your existence and being somebody who is a puts super expe- fan. Yeah, puts expectations <laughs> and ideas of who you are onto you. That's a good way of putting it. I've never like thought of it that way. Like you can perceive pretty well right off the bat if somebody knows a lot about you in a way that they've started to form their own opinions about who you are as a person. Like yeah. when you first meet them. However, some people will know some of your history because there's it's similar to like in the gay world, you know, people know people and like you're like, oh, we have these friends in common. And so like I kind of know a little bit about that person. What's the difference between that and like seeing a a personality package in a reality show? Like you kind of are sharing a little bit about who you are and a present in like social media is similar to where like you are performing in a way in which people are taking in about something about you, but maybe not the full picture. Social media is very much similar to a rea- being on a reality show in that way. So like, what's the difference? You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I completely agree. And I'm, I think I'm, like I said, that was a really interesting way that I haven't uh, like perceived it as yet. Like no being aware more of someone's existence versus like knowing every single thing about them. Um, I would say I'm, I think I'm like open to it. I, I've definitely had people who've like messaged me and been like, oh, I saw you guys on The Amazing Race and thought you were great. Um, or had people kind of like come up in um, public and say it as well. Uh, but yeah, it's like, I, I wouldn't, if it's that kind of situation, then I, I would say go for it. If, especially if you've talked and kind of like sussed out the person yourself. Um, I would be much more into that than somebody who's like, I've seen <laughs> like where it's been like just too much where it's like a super fan sort of thing. I guess like just gauge is this person, would this person have enough to talk to you about if they didn't know this one thing about you that they're interested in? And if all they bring up to you is you being on the reality show and that's all they want to talk about, then clearly they are a fan of yeah, the yeah, experience. Yeah. But if if that is just the means in which they find you, I don't think that is something against them. I think it is the circumstance in which they found you. And it's not that complicated. Like, everyone has to have an access point to the person they're going to meet at some point. Like, whether it's, like, yeah. a friend of a friend or finding their social media profile or whatever it might be. Like, you can't fault somebody for how they find you. But you can just try to be conscious that some people have interests, whether that's like the show you were on or just social clout or something like that. And if you have to kind of have a little bit of a guard up just to make sure you're taking care of yourself so that like nobody is accessing you for something not you. Yeah. No, I mean, the last person that I kind of dated uh, was somebody like I had ran into at a bar and they came up and said hi and introduced themselves and said, oh, I I saw a couple episodes of you guys on The Amazing Race. And then um, once we started talking, it was apparent that 
um, they hadn't even seen like the full season or anything like that. It was just kind of exactly what you said. It was like, oh, I, I, I was aware of you. I thought you were cute. I thought you were funny on the show, that sort of thing. But like he thought he thought you were me. No. Um, but I was gonna say I went on this is like somebody who didn't recognize me um from anything. And it was like we had matched on Tinder or something, and then we went to get a drink. And then when we were like at at the drink, he was like talking about how he had like Googled me and looked up all this stuff. And like that was funny because he wasn't aware of the reality TV thing until he Googled it, but it was like just sitting there across from someone like going on and on and on about how they like Googled and looked up things about me was such a like turn off. I don't know. And he was like, oh yeah, I do it with everyone I go on a first date with. And I was just like, ooh. Yeah, people do that, but you don't say that. I don't do that. I really uh, don't well, do I think that. People, I think people do do that. It's I I agree. I think people do, but like I couldn't believe he was just like revealing it. And it's like I'll certainly look at like find their Instagram or see what friends we have in common, but that's like as far as I go. I'm not gonna like pull up your LinkedIn. <laughs> what? So what's the verdict? So you would date a fan? I would yeah. I mean, like I said, it's if you're having a good conversation with them, there I don't think there's any harm in going to like a first date drinks. I don't think it's any different than matching with somebody on like a dating app. And I think you're exactly right. You can suss out pretty quickly. If they're just like, if I sat down with someone and they're just like gushing nonstop about the amazing race, then I would be like, oh, this is like a race fan. And maybe they're not so much just into me versus like somebody who you're having an actual conversation with and like getting to know. And there's nothing wrong with somebody being a fan of you or your work. No. Or like, like if anything, wouldn't you want somebody that you are involved with to appreciate like how you spend your time or what you create or whatever? Absolutely. I think it's just, it's just a, um, you have to be conscious of if they want to, if they want to then leverage that for themselves. Yeah. And I think for me, I don't know. I've, this, this goes back again to the like person Googling and, and it's like, especially with as much stuff as there is about me on the internet because of the podcast and being in your videos and stuff like that. It's like, I don't care if you know that exists, but I still want you to get to know who I am in this moment. If you watch it, me on a TV show from five years ago, I might not completely be who I was back then. So it's like, it's okay if you know that content exists, but I always tell everyone, I'm like, yes, there's a podcast that I have. Yes, there's videos of me on YouTube, but it's like, get to know me now. And if you've got questions about me or questions about things, ask me in person or via text rather than just like Googling and doing research on your own. Go off. That's how I feel. Well, I thank you for sharing. You're welcome. <laughs> Yeah. I think we answered the question X. Go on the date. Uh, text us and let us know how it goes. Or <laughs> Good luck. Good don't luck. fuck it up. Do fuck it up. And don't br- like don't allow whatever people can be a fan of you for to be your crutch while like dating that person. Like yeah. I feel like you have to take a step out of it and and be like, okay, be honest with yourself. Is this person giving you the attention that you're you're probably liking and appreciating because of you or because of the the circumstance? And like, you're much more better off if they are somebody who is giving you attention because of you as opposed to like something that they're a fan of about you. Agree. That's all. 
Okay, what's the next question? The next question comes from Elle. L says, hey, Corey and Tyler, I've been dating my boyfriend for a little under a year now, and I've never been happier. I'm still in school living with my parents, so I spend a lot of time at his house, which means a lot of time around his family. Due to COVID... A lot of date nights included us cooking dinner together. His mom would complain about us making a mess and never cleaning up, which is untrue. She also complained the last time he came over to my house to spend time with my family because she said no one was home to carry in her groceries. Um, I have lots of examples and stories of this, of his family being unkind and disrespectful to me and some other people. Overall, their family has proven time and time again that they are not always the greatest of people. How do I deal with them? I guess it really depends on if he understands that or not. Like if if he's <laughs> if he sees true, it, that it's true. Like if he sees it, then you're pr- you you guys can like create your own family units. You guys can create your own rules for who you see and how much you see them. Yeah. But if he's not, if he is completely oblivious and he's not witnessing like how they're treating you, or, or if he's just so used to it that he doesn't think it's abnormal. Yeah. Uh, then you've got a problem. Or like apologizing for their behavior, even though it's like them and not him. Yeah. yeah I mean, family is. Tricky, especially when everyone has their own dynamic with their own family, and then you try to have your own dynamic as a partner of somebody with their own dynamic with their family. It's like, yeah, it can that, be hard. I would say that's definitely the 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 number one thing is to kind of gauge how he's feeling um, and kind of getting what his perspective is. And I think there's very easy ways to kind of like ask questions that aren't. Um, necessarily like leading him toward a certain answer, but just asking how he feels about those situations and how he feels in those circumstances. And it's like, yeah, if he feels the same way you do, or is it echoing a lot of what you say, then you're probably on the same page. And yeah, you can hopefully now this, as some COVID things go back to, to normal, it's like, hopefully you can get some space there <laughs> and create your own kind of unit. Like Tyler was saying. Yeah, people really, it's, it sucks because, like, he, he didn't choose his family, and nobody did, so, like, you can't be held accountable for how your family acts. However, if he's, like, completely unaware that it's, like, causing this rift or tension, uh, then that is a red flag for me of, like, oh, you are not in on this situation, and you think this is completely normal. I would then start to think, like, oh... Well, down the line, if we were to create our own chosen family or our own real, like, physical family, if we're going to, however we're going to manifest that, like, are you going to bring those same attributes to our family? If you think that's normal, does that mean, I mean, I would assume that then the person is going to bring that type of energy to your family. So I'm like, I don't know. Um (laughs) Definitely so, yeah, have, have the conversation. <laughs> I was going to say, definitely not a fun place to be in. But I, I think, yeah, it's all around kind of having the conversation and figuring it out from there. Ooh. Hopefully someday things will keep going well. Maybe y'all can get your own space. God, this is just like, I feel like I see so many TikToks that are like girls who hate their <laughs> mother-in-law. Is that a thing? <laughs> yes. Oh my God. I see so many TikToks of people like um, posting voicemails that mothers have left their sons complaining about their wives. And then like 
the husbands like show their wives because obviously their allegiance is there and then it's just like <laughs> Jesus. Next, next time I find a good one I'll send it to you send it to me put well, it I, on the Discord. I hope that helps L good um, luck <laughs> let's let's see uh what D says um D says D? my best friend found out his boyfriend is married so, hi, Corey and Tyler. My best friend recently snuck onto his boyfriend's phone and found a text conversation between the boyfriend and his best girlfriend. The girlfriend was asking if their divorce was finalized yet, and I think at some point he was trying to fast-track citizenship. Oh, My best friend okay. and boyfriend have been dating for a few months now, and they're both at the point in their lives where they want to settle down. The boyfriend did say in this text convo that he would want to take things to the next level and propose to his best friend. Eventually we know the girlfriend is engaged to her boyfriend as well, but we're not sure if her fiance knows that she is currently married. Now my friend is now my friend is agonizing over why his boyfriend is keeping this secret from him, but I'm telling him that it wasn't his business to begin with. And he shouldn't have been snooping. Mm. Do y'all guys have any good big brother advice for him? Please help. Um, anybody that's snooping in a relationship, girl, you're a mess. And there I said it. There I said it. If you're going through your person's phone and you're trying to find the truth about something, the trust is not there. I agree. If if there are secrets, you're allowed to have your own info for yourself. But if there if you are finding secrets and then trying to figure out how to like work on those secrets or like expose those secrets or get those secrets out, it's like you are in a mess. Yeah. And yeah, because like how do you say to your boyfriend, oh, I was going through your phone? Yeah, you don't. You don't. Ugh. That's that here here is you if you do that, you're the bitch. So like if if you want it to come up, you can try to find a way to casually bring it up, but you can't then turn around and be like, Well, I caught you lying to me because I went through your phone. Well, you're still the one that went through the phone. Yeah. You know? I but, don't know. Is this is there uh I mean, especially I don't know. It's I feel like they're also trying to make drama out of something where it's like if um your friend is gay and it's his boyfriend, like, who cares if he's married to a woman? Yeah. I mean, some people are a little bit less um, carefree as us. Yeah. I, I think guess. it would be a fun little plot twist if the person I was dating was married to a woman. I would, I would think, you know what? That is wild. <laughs> I had a, That's fun. <laughs> I had a gay friend once who then, like, dropped that he had, was, like, divorced. And then we were like, oh, we didn't realize you were married to a man before. And he was all, no, it was to a woman. And that gooped me. But again, he shared that story on his own time. Yeah. Some people um, maybe don't want you to, like, go through their texts. Yeah. And also, I mean, I guess if it was like a citizenship thing, there's probably like legalities around it. So like maybe that's also why they weren't just telling everyone in the whole world like, hey, I married my best girlfriend so one of us could get citizenship. Yeah. Uh, so what's the what is the question? How do how does this person like like what should the boyfriend deal with do the now that he has all this knowledge? Knowledge is power. Knowledge is knowledge is stress. I think the, I that's think why you, you don't go through your boyfriend's phone. That's yes. This is your fault. <laughs> and it's one thing, like I don't know. It's different if like 
you ask your boyfriend for their phone so you can look up something and then like a text pops up and it's like you weren't snooping. You know, because like when when like banners come down. Sure. That's one thing. But if you like took their phone while they're sleeping and used their thumb or lined it up to their face or like snuck to get their passcode. I don't know. This is a mess. Every relationship, each person is going to have things that are personal and private. Every every relationship, people are going to have certain things from their past that maybe they don't feel comfortable sharing or going into because maybe it's triggering or maybe it's just something that they were still dealing with and they do, or they think that you're going to judge them about. But the moment you start like snooping and um, uh, I don't know, invading privacy, I think it says more about you than it does about the secrets that they may be hiding that you might find. Um, so girl put the phone down put the phone down girl <laughs> and now you're stuck with the secret yourself until they feel like telling you yeah that's i think that's where you are i, I don't think you have a really a right to bring it up <laughs> i don't but, but also stop looking through their phone yeah that's what i'm saying like this that is your burden to bear now have fun good luck <laughs> go off <laughs> I just, people really got a lot of audacity. Yeah. Have you ever gone through an ex's phone? No. Yeah, I don't think I have either. Hmm. Yeah, no, I'm trying to think. I don't think I've ever, no, I don't think I've been in that situation. I think the second you start doing that, the second you start snooping, it is, you may think things are good, but clearly the trust is not there. You need to reestablish like a sense of trust for your partner because it doesn't sound like, um, the foundation is established. Good luck with that. Best of luck in your love. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank well, thank goodness this was for a friend. So there'll just be re- relaying uh-huh. this information. Uh-huh. Oh, oh, it's you always think? for a friend. It's oh, always shit. for a friend. Shit. Bitch, you send in the questions and it's for a friend. Actually, I've sent in all of these questions and I just read them. Mm-hmm. This is are you asking me. me how I'm going to come out as a stoner to my parents? This is actually me. And I'm asking, I'm trying to let you know that I found out that you're married to a woman. And you're you're like, can I date my fan? His name is Tyler. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> okay. Um, well, well, I, I think, think we, we helped really, a lot of people. Yeah, I think, I think we did we the Lord's the world. We did the Lord's work. Um, another four souls saved. You're welcome. You're welcome. If you have questions, uh, send them to psychobabblequestions at gmail.com and we will try to get into them in a future advice episode. If you like the podcast, you can find us on patreon.com slash psychobabble. If you want to join our community, we have a discord and we would love to have you. We do have an advice channel on the discord. So if you have stuff that you would like to talk about, there are o- there are always people in the chat being like, here's what I think. And you know what? Mm. I have some parting advice too. Mm. It's um, go to DFTBA <laughs> and look at our Psychobabble merch. Um, it's, uh, I'm pretty sure they've started shipping things now. So um, if you've got anything, also post it on Instagram or on the Discord and tag us. And I'll reshare y'all looking cute with your stuff on Instagram. Um, but yeah, you can go to uh, store.dftba.com slash collections slash psychobabble to see Ooh. all the cute stuff we've got. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Um, Corey, where can people find you? Yeah, they can find me rocking <gasps> my new psychobabble merch. Oh, okay. 
You can find me coming out to my parents as a stoner. <laughs> Good luck. Mom, dad. <laughs> The rumors are true. I like the weed. <laughs> okay, have a good life. We'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.